But yeah, I got a lap dance. Um, actually, <laughs> one of the dudes, like, because I don't know who ended up paying her to stay, but like, um, I did some jokes, like some whatever, in my set, and this dude really liked my jokes about this, this strip club, and so he he specifically told her to dress up like in a fireman's uniform and do like a strip lap dance thing for me and he was just like yeah this is because I liked your joke and I'm just like oh come he's finally paying off (laughs) (laughs) you made it buddy guys Melbourne is a great city Uh, this is um I'm recording to you from a beautiful park uh, across from the very first hostel I ever stayed in the first time I left Perth, uh, a place called The Nunnery, um, where, a little bit of a tidbit for you, I developed scurvy, uh, because apparently uh, if you uh, come with no money uh, and eat nothing but but meager ring for... uh, I think th- about three weeks, then, uh, yeah, like, like your gums will eventually start to bleed, uh, and, uh, you should fucking eat a carrot or some shit, um, and not have scurvy anymore. Uh, it was, you know, it was, a, it was an important lesson for me to learn. Uh, I feel like most people don't have to learn that by trial and error, but, uh, but I did. Um, but yeah, uh. Melbourne, the home of me having scurvy. Uh, it's, it's a good city, though. It's fucking great. Like, I, I love any place where you do not have to drive a stupid fucking polluting, destroying the world car. But also, like, you, where you don't have to, like, pay to have a car. That's fucking pretty sweet. Um, but it's nice. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm over here doing, uh, doing some, some little, little giggly doos. Uh, some, some bit of my, bit of my sketches. Bit of my, 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 my little sketches. Um, it's pretty fun. I um I ha- I've had two gigs so far, uh, one of which was a bad bad time. Uh, I opened with a joke uh, which uses uh, "retarded" as the punchline, not uh, fully considering that Melbourne can be a little bit of a, a little PC culture, uh, and uh, they got angry. They got real angry, and my next do- my next joke just fucking died. And I spent the whole I spend like the next three minutes of the set just clawing back some kind of credibility to finally close strong, but like fuck, it was ooh, it was a nightmare. I felt real, real bad. So my confidence. Uh, but then yesterday I performed at Spleen, which is an amazing fucking room. That is that is great. That is that is not what it appears the Melbourne comedy scene is normally like because uh, the room is packed and the audience was just there to laugh and it was killer lineup. I mean, the level here of the comics is is dramatic. It's uh, coming out of Perth, like like you know intellectually that there are people much better than the scene that you're in, right? But then the scene that you're in just becomes normalized, uh, and like the level of the high level people here is crazy. Like it's, I mean, it's not just that they're on. TV or whatever, but they've been, they've been doing it for 10, 15, 20 years, um, and they're just great. They're just really, really good. Like, Anne, Esmond, Anne Edmonds was the uh, the MC last night. God, she's funny. Uh, Dilruk Singer, who uh, is a great comic, like, we love him, uh, who is sort of one of the guys that comes over, uh, comes over to West Australia 
and just headlines everything. We're like, oh, yeah, man, Dill's like the tippy top. Like, he was described last night's, on last night's, last night's lineup as a up-and-comer, which was, just, that for me was like the wake-up call where I was like, oh, yeah, this is a real city with a real comedy scene. But, uh, but yeah, last night's gig was great. Uh, I did way less than I sh- was supposed to, I think. Uh, did a, did a pretty short set, mainly because my confidence was rattled from the first one. I was just like, oh man, I don't want to come into like a, a really good room and, and fuck it with stuff that might not land. So I kind of did all this stuff that I was just like pretty hundred percent confident in. Definitely should have done a couple more things, but, um, it was a great set. Anyways, it was a great night. Fucking nice crowd. Um, doing a, what I've been told is a savage gig tonight. Um, so I'm probably going to feel real bad, uh, at the end of it. But then tomorrow's a great gig again. And I don't know. It's, it's still fun. I, I still really enjoy, uh, being outside of Perth. I, I, I always enjoy being in Melbourne. It's my, my second favorite city on the planet. Um, second only in New York. Um, I don't know if it's cause I have like a special place in my heart for Melbourne cause it was where I kind of came and, and like, I think everyone should move away at some point fairly young like i think somewhere like 18 to 20 to anywhere in that range like you should move away somewhere you know nobody or very few people um and it's maybe even a cliche or whatever like oh i'm gonna go and find myself but like you should fucking do it like you don't know who you are when you're coming up because when when you're coming up in life like you're surrounded by friends and family and that's great for support and all that kind of good jazz but I think it's limiting. Like, people have an expectation of who you should be, and so you kind of live in those boundaries. So you move away, no one has an expectation of you, and, you know, you can kind of reinvent yourself, or you maybe just find the real um, the real limits of, of who you're supposed to be, or who you who feel like you should be, or, or maybe just who you are. Anyway, it's good. Good stuff. As I'm recording in a beautiful park, there's birds singing, people out in the sunshine, the weather's actually been amazing. Um, talk about the weather. What kind of a fucking? Ugh, that's a dumb thing to. You know, you guys don't give a shit about the weather in Melbourne. Um, also, there's scarves and and coffees. Do you guys know about that? Ugh, bad, bad stuff on the intro. Uh, so the episode this week is yeah, it's all right. It's okay. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's me, it's Rory, uh, it's, it's Glenn and Alexander, um, talk about, uh, some random stuff, um, we talk about our D&D campaign at the beginning, just so you guys know that we are complete fucking losers. <laughs> D&D is actually really fun though, I gotta say, it's, it's, it's pretty great. Um, and then we talk about improv and stand-up and how they relate and, uh, some weird shit that Rory's into as well. Um, it's all right. It's an okay, it's an okay listen. Uh, I was, I was considering cutting some stuff out, making it a bit shorter, but like, I don't want to, I don't want to edit it that much. Fuck that. Um, listen if you want to listen. And if you don't, then, you know, fuck off. Um, anyway, yeah, I think that's, that's probably enough, uh, for the intro. Guys, uh, enjoy the podcast. Uh, if you are over east or whatever, or, uh, if you are in Perth, um, Fuck it, if you're anywhere, you can follow me on the social medias at Infinite Jazz uh, on all those various platforms. Go to the Infinite Jazz website. If you're in Perth and want to come out to gigs, infinitejazz.com. 
www.ghostbusters.com.au. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode... Is it 13? Episode 13? I should have checked this before, man. Episode... Yeah, episode 13. And what am I going to title it? Oh, okay. I really went back and forth on whether this should be the title, but... uh, You know what it is. Episode 13. Press triangle to molest a girl. Is there really? Yeah. Oh, that's so I was like, what else? It's, it's a murder mystery. Well, what else can you do? Drugs. Yeah, that's wrestling. Yeah, you can do drugs. So it's, yeah. a, it's a wrestling murder mystery. Yeah. Uh, can I call it now and say it's the vengeful ghost of Chris Benoit? No. No, I'm afraid not. Sorry. He's the only person I didn't get. Because like, I, like, I had too many people that were druids. Like Jake the Snake, who I call like Jake the Lamia Roberts. Sorry, Jacobs. Sorry, Jackal the Lamia Roberts. A Lamia is a half snake, half human. Ah, okay, cool. Yeah, cool, and his cool. thing is that he shapeshifts into a Lamia during the match. Yeah, and also like uh, eventually, like his his wrestling career like sort of goes down in ignominy. Yeah, but he comes back with a, a DP yoga. <laughs> uh, too easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's right there. Um, so, how how do you feel about MCing tonight, Glenn? Not very good, you know. I mean, I tried my best, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, how did you approach it? Uh, you know, I'll walk up to the mic every now and then, but uh, right. I mainly just sit down, just, you know. Cool, cool. Say, hey, here's your next act. And it was good in the first half, but, like, in the second half, uh, the tech guy just kept playing the music over me. Because, uh, apparently, the other tech guy I forgot to tell him to uh, turn the music down when Glenn's talking. Right, right. Yeah, you know. If, uh, it's weird you're talking it, about yourself in the third person now. Uh, no, this is my impression. Of, uh, this is this is Glenn. I'm doing an impression of Rory. Uh, or fan- oh, that's pretty good. Fans of the show may recognize Rory. Rory, as, that's uh, a pretty good impression, right? Uh uh, yeah, it's, 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 oh, I can't even. Jesus, I'm not even gonna. That was yeah. Tonight oh. has ruined you as um, a person. Yeah, Oof. man. I just don't like comedy that much, you know. I I gotta say, sometimes it's it's a fucking slog, man. Yeah, but it's been like a slog for a few weeks. Like, oh I've, no, a few fucking weeks. You I'm sorry. Pussy. This is my you first year. fucking pussy. I'm sorry, that's like being a baby and, and like an adult. Did anyone call like, you comedy cancer and did you obsess about that for an entire weekend? Huh? No, but I mean, you know. No, nah, all your comedy cancer. No one's. I'm not big enough to be insulted at, like in a comedian level yet. You're a very tiny man. Well, I mean, fucking hell. I'm an, your I'm hair's regular. big enough to be insulted. I'm sorry. What do you want me to Stupid do? Stupid fucking hair. Look, Jez, just because I insult you every chance I get because you're like, I think you're thick skin enough. I'm an easy target. Yeah, I, I, I no, it's more like I think you're thick skin enough that if like I insult you, like. You won't get like super offended and then like talk behind my back. Like if I insult Glenn, like I feel like he's like. Dude, you gonna, can't trust this guy. I feel like he's gonna cry. Bye. Alexander, you don't want to do the podcast? Bye, guys. Oh, thank you for doing it. Bye. Bye. Hi, everyone. I just want to say how much I love everyone in the Perth comedy scene and how supportive they've all been on my <laughs> stand-up journey from open micer to 
curtain tab winner. <laughs> oh, yeah, congratulations on that, by the way. Thank yeah, you very, very well done. Much. Very well yeah. done. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's fine. That whole podcast got deleted by accident. Lucky for you. Oh, I, I mean... That one where you were really positive about everyone. Yeah, it's such a shame. That's why I was glad you asked me to be on this one, because I was just like, I really have to say all those things about how much I love... Everyone I was going to say, I feel, like, I feel cheated that I didn't win the curtain tab competition, but you, that's fine. You, you, you were in the competition? No, I wasn't there, but okay, I mean, like, that's you know, I should have gotten, like, a mention at least. They should have been like, by the way, guys, uh, Roy Mason made some great tweets about this uh, Galgun game. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah. You know? <laughs> Just something, you know? What, what you I mean, think? at least you got a special mention. She what did. about me? Well, be, be a lesbian. I'm trying, Jez, but you know what? The women just don't want it. <laughs> Am I right, ladies? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Man, <laughs> sorry, I'm going to cut you off again. No, go ahead. I'm going to listen to Harmontown since you recommended it. Yeah, great podcast. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. Where are, you, are you listening it's from? Right. Are you listening from like 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 current back, or are you listening from the beginning forward? I'm listening from the like uh, from current back. Yeah, like, cool. Yeah, because like, well, like, then it's really good and fuck you. No, like I like it's all right. Dan Harmon, man, fucking Dan Harmon's an amazing, amazing man. That man just has so many opinions about everything. So much. Uh, some conflicted his own opinions, but that's fine. Anyway. Like, I like this. This podcast used to be done like with like a little bit of a crowd. Hmm. I cannot imagine having a crowd for every fucking podcast. I would like. No, I think it's way better. I think you the, think so. Like the one you recorded at the, the one we recorded live was great because you can like bounce off people. You can make mm. little quips or whatever, and there's not just three people to be like maybe be right. like that's dumb. Right. Uh, it's a crowd full of people who are dumb. And, then they, <laughs> and they think that your joke is great no, Right, like, <laughs> so it shapes the podcast Yeah, yeah, for sure yeah. It's, it's like extra energy to bounce off, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. For yeah. live shows, that's cool It's every show he's got a crowd on Like every time like, he's, yeah. talking, he's like interviewing someone And somebody yells out Yeah, fuck him And it's like, he's like, yep, exactly And sometimes he brings the people on stage Like, I could not live like that Right You know, Dan Harmon You shouldn't live on stage, I agree uh, How dare you, the stage is where I was born to be You know, my mother gave birth in a theatre Oh really? Yeah, it wasn't to me, but it was a uh, it was a great story to tell. Wow. Uh, you want me to tell it right now? Sure. Uh, <laughs> my mother, she's a she's a she's a fine woman, you know. She's up there in the years. How yeah. many years? Uh, at least more than twenty three. Uh, that's as much as I know. Mm-hmm. That's your age. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Nobody likes to be twenty three. Anyway, uh, <laughs> just by the way, mom, I miss you. I miss you. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Does she listen to the podcast? <laughs> no, but she loves Blink-182, so it's, it's fine. I see. Yeah, by the way, she's missing for a while. I just want to know, like, oh, you know, where are you? Uh, <laughs> I'm so uh, lonely. Uh, anyway, uh, that's, uh, uh, that's very 90s. funny. And uh, everyone loves it, you know? Yeah, we had an audience. It would have been great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah if, if anyone was here to laugh, it would be great. Uh, anyway, uh, she was in a theatre, and she, there she was. Uh, watching. She was watching Hamilton. Hamilton, so she was in a Broadway theatre? Oh no, she's watching the original Hamilton, the actual guy himself performing Alexander oh. Hamilton, just, yeah. oh. just you know giving like just just political theater. speeches in, yeah. in theaters yeah. huh. right before they uh, killed him in that theater. Uh, I don't think he died in the theater, but go on. No, all politicians die in theaters. Oh, you don't know that? I didn't. That's news to me. And yeah, you know, the world is a stage. Oh, anyway, uh, and he was like, you know, he was he was doing his classic rap bits on stage. Sure, uh, yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. yeah his classic. Rap. How, how did one of those go? Uh, he was like. You wanted, deba- you wanted a debate? You wanted a debate? Uh, yeah, sure, sure. Okay. Yo, my name's Evan Hamilton, and I'm here to say I meant to rap, so this is okay. Alexander Slavery. Hamilton, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was, sorry, that was a <laughs> bit of knee slapper there. Anyway, uh, and she, uh, she was like, she was, a, she was a big fan of rap. 
back when you know, only white people were allowed to do it. Uh, <laughs> that's how it was back in those days, you know? The 90s? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, and she was... <laughs> and she, uh, she was having so... Like, he was singing the classic song, you know, Good Vibrations. And... Uh, just the good vibrations like brought about a child inside of her and oh, wow. she gave birth to but not to you no i was i was there with her and i was like whoa it's crazy and she was like yeah damn <laughs> she was black yeah it was a it's a uh, then uh my friend came on and uh told me hey i got this new joke for you it's called a pullback reveal and i was like dad what do you mean <laughs> and uh then he explained to me, uh, pullback reveals a joke where uh, <laughs> what you do is you set up a premise, like an ordinary premise. Right. Uh, and uh, he wasn't good at explaining stuff. And then uh, he said, and then uh, and then you say, oh, and then it's some, and then like, then you reveal, you pull back the curtain and reveal something like crazy. And I was like, wow. And then I shot Alexander Hamilton. Oh. True story. Yeah, which is crazy because Alexander Hamilton was my mum. Hey. Twist. Hey. Yeah. I mean, if you're listening, you would know from the beginning, you know. Yeah, it's like an episode of the Outer the, the Outer Limits. What yeah. in in what way? Because no one's seen it or cares about it. <laughs> thank God, cause I, thank God, because I didn't want to play along and like pretend like I know what Outer Limits is. Yeah, it was a spin-off of the. It's like a Twilight Zone, but it was like made yeah, in the nineties. Wait, so it was like it was like the Twilight Zone. It was just called something else different, or they had like a different underpinning. It had a more modern vibe, so it was like modern situations, whereas the Twilight Zone was quite an old show. So right, right, like so, yeah. So the guy, like, uh, like in when the world where he like lives forever and like everyone else is dead, and he Correct. can re- he can read books forever. Right, he breaks his Google glasses instead. Yes, it's just yeah. more relevant to us as a society. Yeah, no, no <laughs> for sure. It's actually what the Simpsons episode would make fun of in the Halloween one, which is like, do not adjust your television set. We are in control of the. That's Outer Limits. That's from the Outer Limits. Huh. Yeah, that's oh. what that's parodying. Yeah, very interesting show. It's crazy because every time the Simpsons come on, I do try and adjust my uh, screen because I'm like, why are they so yellow? Nah, that's what he Matt Groening's original intention was. Matt One of the Groening. audio commentaries, he says that. Oh, well, uh, he just wants to fuck with people. Correct. That's oh. why they were yellow because he thought that then when people watched it, they'd be like, "Oh, there's something wrong with my TV." So that's a very kind of visceral reaction to have to it. Yeah, it's like Matt Groening is uh, still very unfunny. Oh, <laughs> yeah. If you listen to this, Matt, fuck you. You know. Oh, he's yeah. a powerful man. You don't want to upset. But you know what? I like you, David X. Cohen. You're all right. He was yeah, a good showrunner, and then yeah, he went on to Futurama. Sure, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meet me. Uh, anyway, you know, uh, 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 does that <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part about that is Glenn was silent for three and a half minutes, and then his contribution was to just snort quietly. <laughs> uh, everyone knows the story about how The Simpsons became like yellow, right? Yeah, we just sure. said it then. No, I mean like. No, the, the real story. Yeah, yeah. Inside the actor's studio. I won't do that bit again because I listened to back to that, uh, that podcast. It wasn't very funny when I did it. It was, but I mean, mm. people made fun of me for it, so I don't, I don't feel confident myself anymore. You know? It's just like tonight. See, if I had prefaced it with an 11-minute intro, it would have been great. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, just so you know, for for audio recording, tonight was the, uh, the night of 50 worst jokes. Uh, 51st jokes, Rory. <laughs> you said it wrong. Uh, uh, Glenn, uh, you can go back in time and use that one. Oh, yes. Oh, that's a good one. Thanks. The crowd did seem a bit different tonight. <laughs> yeah, I actually think yeah, tonight was like the worst fifty first jokes crowd <laughs> yeah, we'd ever had. Usually they're so um, warm. Yeah, because normally they're like, yeah, these yeah. are all new jokes, and tonight they were just like, well, uh, they're yeah, not good. Yeah, that's not very good. To be fair, like a lot of the jokes were not good. Yeah, and um, that thing of everyone prefacing their act by saying that they'd, they'd just written them twenty minutes before did not work in anyone's favour. <laughs> yeah, 
Was there a writing session 20 minutes before like this Felt happened? like there must have been. I think there maybe should have been. <laughs> um, maybe that was the issue. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was an odd thing for everyone to be like, oh, the oh, premise, the these. premise of the night is these are new. Yeah. Uh, you don't need to tell people they're new. Yeah, they um, know. For sure. And also, you know, if you're going to write a joke, write a punchline. Yeah. Also, people being like, I haven't worked out the punchline yet. It's like, well, why'd you say it then? <laughs> It was yeah. fun. I had a good time. Oh, I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, you. Uh, I think you did all right. Besides that guy yelling at you. Oh I, well. All right. Listen, I don't think you can fucking rain down on high on me for tonight. But oh. you know, I think you it was pretty good. You did all right. Besides- no, I did better than all right, Rory. I did pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. All right, fine. All right, and also like I was glad that guy was there because I got to use Shut my down. sweet pot calling the kettle black about comedy cancer mm. uh but people did not react well to it mm. so check it out i got a i got a great joke that uh uh that you could have used instead you could have been like oh it's like the pot calling the kettle like oh fuck you kettle you're a fucking dickhead you're a fucking piece of shit that's, kettle. Actually, that's a much better version that yeah, is funny thank you <laughs> uh you know uh, you can go back in time and use that one as well if you cool, want. cool 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 yeah this podcast will come out three weeks in advance uh so i reckon i had pretty good tonight you know I was on stage twice. You, know? you were. Yeah. Yeah, you off. keep being on stage twice and, like, not... Uh, Doing great? Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, like, like having a bad time, tw- like, twice as much of the time. Oh. Uh, yeah, last time I was also doing an improv set as well. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, boy. Let me tell you. Uh, Alexander, how did you feel about the improv tonight? The improv? Um, it felt like I was on stage a lot, which usually in a McNulty, there's a lot more movement. So, okay. like, because I was just playing what was essentially... A secondary character but i felt like i was doing a lot of the initiations for the offers yeah yeah and it felt like it, it, a lot of pressure like on me to make it funny too for sure so i was trying really hard yeah to be funny which yeah from what i saw a lot of people just kind of looking at each other in panic yeah just being like well i don't know what to do uh, yeah. do you know what to do and yeah. they didn't and you kind of just went all right well i guess yeah i've got to do it so my character became crazier and crazier and went to crazy town by the end and then people aren't interested anymore yeah so it was very funny very at first funny. they're like oh my god this person's been kidnapped to it's, it's a trope, like the idea of the woman who's been kidnapped loves it because right. she's getting attention. But then you keep yeah, playing into it. Yeah, that's a very common trope. It's a very common trope. <laughs> and it's funny and it's fun to play with. And mm-hmm. even that idea of just being like, there's more coins in my mouth. Or like all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Really fun. But obviously fun when there's stuff to play off. But a lot of the characters were coming in and not really offering a lot. Right. So I found it a bit hard. And then I felt like I'm still on stage. <laughs> I should not still be here. Do you think it was tougher because like you guys hadn't planned to come here and do improv and you hadn't gotten to the right mindset or maybe just wasn't the right crew or just not the right vibe? Like, like why do you think it wasn't With improv, it's always together? hard to tell because 80% of the time it'll go well and 20% of the time it won't and that's just guaranteed. Right. The best improviser, there's a quote, the best improviser will only be good 80% of the time. Okay. So that's just the reality of improv. Right, know? right. And that's how I guess I was just like because I wouldn't consider it a complete like oh my god write that off is terrible because I remember we once no there were definitely like there were yeah, there were, there were moments, moments in and there. I think like with the crowd how it had responded most of the night I thought it got pretty good response yeah all things considering because by the end of it I think people were just like all right something else what's this now kind of thing yeah <laughs> I will say as well like by the time you guys went on it was like ten o'clock yeah it was ten it was pretty late yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, it went well I would have cut it earlier and I would have. Uh, the cuts are so important yeah. for those scenes, like because uh, often, like you guys will come to stand up and like do uh, improv scenes, and often there's like a clear moment from an audience perspective where oh, you go where like, right, that's, that's perfect, yeah. that's totally the end, and then it generally goes on two, three more minutes longer, yeah. and then you guys are just 
sort of like hang your heads and leave. Yeah. 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 Is that because you, you don't want to finish it because you think other people might have stuff to say? Or you think yeah, you, that, don't, like, you, you don't want to be the one to decide? You want to just push, the, like, oh, I've got to laugh, I could, yeah. I could get another I one. I think it's like anything, though, because it's the same thing with stand-up, because even when you were like, oh, that went really well, I could probably do another one. And yeah. then you approached it from the wrong angle. It's not the case of, I should do another one. I could probably do another one. That's mm. not 100%. <laughs> yeah. So sure. even with improv, it's just like you should edit uh, and leave the audience wanting more, not leave them of tired course. of it. Yeah. So they should have ed- should have edited at the eight-minute mark in that one. Right. And then been like, oh, that would have been really interesting. But it kind of went on. Like the Lord of the Rings, like having so many endings, like, oh, here we go again. It's still going. It's just like this case was already solved. <laughs> like <laughs> whatever the case was. Yeah. But yeah. So now we've just got, yeah, just epilogue, just epilogue, like epilogue. Yeah, you know, it's like, okay. And because I guess they're not our usual audience who knows McNulty, because it's actually continuity. So yeah, for sure. a lot of the things we we're referencing, like the fact that D'Angelo came back, is actually a shock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, I think nobody knew that. I think Sonny like, said right as the end, as you yeah. guys left, he was like, "Oh, you would have, you would have yeah. understood that in context." Right. So, <laughs> so I think. Uh, fuck you. So for McNulty to work in this situation, it should have acted like a monster of the week of the X Files. So it's just like a self-contained episode, right? Yeah, yeah. Regardless of any kind of canon or continuity, mm. and yeah. Hey, so you mentioned like the best improviser in the world uh, is only good at 80% of the time. Correct. Who, into your perspective, is the best improviser in the world? Some of the best improvisers have come from No, the, the best. The best, Who's definitively. the best one? The best person that I love is Alexander, when... Alexander, I'll block my ears. Don't worry. Uh, it's Rory. No. Uh, block my ears. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, I saw Lauren Lapkus perform improv oh, yeah, at I like the Lauren. UCB. Yeah. And I've never w- se- yeah, I've never really seen her do she improv. She did an Armando. And for me, watching her perform, I was just like... That's the kind of performer I want to be. Why? It just felt so effortless, right? Okay. In the sense of like, she didn't seem like the way that they started the show because it's every Saturday they do essentially an Armando. They call Mm -hmm. it Ask Cat, and they get a really interesting monologist. And that week they had a woman who is a mortician. Okay. So she, uh, yeah. Um, had really interesting stories about dealing with dead bodies. Sure, and yeah. And the yeah. scenes afterwards just felt so like, oh, that's such an interesting story. Or like, every scene was really interesting that she was in. And I was like, she's playing such fun characters. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was just like, that's the kind of improviser I want to be. Like, one that any scene they're in is just, people are just like, oh, what an interesting character. Even if they're a bit character. It's like, right, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So you want to you like, have like a unique perspective yeah, on stuff. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing about being an improviser is to actually acknowledge that you are going to be a completely different improviser from everyone else and you shouldn't try to be like everyone else. As an right. Because it's too easy. Except to if, unless they're Lauren Lapkus. Well, that's the thing then because I was like, maybe I should play more like her. It's like, well, no, yeah. that's not going to make me a better improviser trying to emulate. The, I think that's true in stand-up as well. Exactly right. Like, uh, and I like that's something that like Manfred uh, would say a bunch uh, when we would sort of have late-night conversations about, about comedy is that yeah. when people start often they're trying to emulate one standard. Correct. And it's like a crazy thing. Just if you are going to, if you need to emulate, emulate four or five or six different stand-ups. Yeah. Um, and because when you emulate one person, like you emulate all their weaknesses. Correct. Um, yeah, yeah. And also, yeah, and that's the thing. Like you want to find your own voice probably in improv similar to, to stand-up. stand-up. That's what was interesting when uh, Alicia said something very interesting. She's like, oh, you're going for that kind of deadpan vibe in your stand-up. I was like, am I? Like when I'm on stage, I don't think of myself as... Like a, as deadpan. a, a, a Des Pondon or a David Tuffley. Uh, I think of myself But more also, they're not like the originators of deadpan. Of course, but I don't sure. even consider myself deadpan. I was like, no, I don't really. I consider my, I don't know. When I do stand up, I consider myself like a, 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 a pompous fool or something. I don't know. I like the idea of. I consider you that Patrick, in real life. The Patrick Bateman of stand up or something like that. I don't I, know. I, I understand That's where this is coming from because like, he's, like he's got a kind of. He's kind of like a very like Corey John Riss kind of thing going on. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah, but like instead of like Corey John Riss is like very like. 
it's not like his deadpanness that like you yeah. seem to be like it's his it is like his very I mean it's very high status yeah it's very high status uh not like emotionally uh engaged or it's like it's not uh oh, what's the word I guess uh, it's not like it's not like trucking with any kind of empathy with the audience. It's like, uh, right. it's like, yeah, I'm so far above you as people yeah. that um, I can just. Uh, I mean, not that you only do horrible things, but yeah. like, but yeah, I can just say these horrible things. Yeah, and I don't care that they're that they're horrible. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm just saying them, and I, I and, and I ha- and I have this high status thing where I can. Yeah, um, and that and the, but I I like to think that I make but, yeah, myself haughty, the fool, pompous. Yeah, and then, so when people sure. look at it, they don't hate. They're not like, oh my god, who's this guy? Thinking they're like, this guy's ridiculous. Like See, to have such a skewed view of the world from me, that point. For of me, view. you don't come off as a fool. Oh really? And here's the reason why is because you're so goddamn likable <laughs> that even though you're doing this character that's spe- I think kind of specifically designed to be almost unlikable. Yeah, it's like you have like that essence under you. It's like the way like Glenn can say filthy, horrific but stuff. People are like, oh. And People Glenn. are just like, oh, that Glenny. That's Glenn with that, his little hat. That Glenny beard. burst the boil in a vagina. Yeah. Oh, what a cute <laughs> yeah. boy. Adorable. Um, I mean, the boil Nothing, wasn't Glenn? in the vagina, it was next to the vagina. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I, 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 Still, I that all shucksiness. It's like, oh, shucks. <laughs> That's Glenn. <laughs> yeah, uh, what I was getting at before I started playing there, the, the, the rules of Galgun to Glenn, uh, is that like your company is like very, like, pinpointed basically yeah you know that's like that's what you're getting at like, specificity yeah yeah i do like specificity and i find it very and i like to get like because obviously i'm very do you, do you feel like you were like that before improv or improv built that in you because uh, specificity is a big thing in improv it for is sure. yeah i think improv is definitely um shaped how i've approached stand-up. i mean it has to right yeah. like it's 10 years of improv yeah, yeah basically yeah. so yeah it's very much approached it from that angle and yeah it's been really specific with what i say and how i say it yeah it's very interesting to be on stage as a stand-up and, yeah, that trying to... Yeah, it's very different and I get very nervous to do it, which I don't really get for improv. Even, like, the improv tonight when it wasn't necessarily going as strong as usual. It wasn't like, oh, no. like. But to- that's the thing. You've been there before yeah. so many times. So, like, I think if you had been doing stand-up for 10 years, yeah. it would be a similar thing, right? I mean, yeah. It would be interesting to see how it feels the more I do it because it does feel like I've done it a lot of times. I've bombed once where it felt really like that time at next gen that felt like oh my tell god tell me about it yeah <laughs> tell me about it the bombing how yeah. it felt uh my music didn't work for my ruminations bit which like the music didn't play or it didn't he work he didn't play it right right okay so he played some oh, other oh i remember that game right. yeah, yeah, yeah and then but i didn't that was 12 time, people right and a two, yeah and a 200 seater yeah 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 <laughs> Fucking Quite awesome, a show. awesome gig, uh-huh. and I, I love like. I just want to say I loved going up first uh, when the MC after the third act brought all the twelve people from two hundred seats all around the venue to the front row. Right, that was fucking awesome. Thanks a lot, person. <laughs> I won't mention as the MC because I actually look up to you quite a bit. But Glenn. fuck you, buddy, Glenn. It was Glenn. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think you're great. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> It's a fucking competition, bro. <laughs> if you're not going to bring him up at the beginning, don't bring him up at all. True, true. All right, sorry. Um, yeah, and that was the only time I've felt having done it. I think I've only done it about eight times now. Consistent stand-up sets. You've only done it eight sets. I think so. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's annoying. Um, you're too fucking good to have done this eight times. Eight you're a piece sets. of shit. 
and you won that fucking yes contest. and that was uh not expected in the sense of like i knew i'd done well because the audience really responded and because i was definitely different in my approach so my act for the i think that's helpful in a competition yes it's a very much similar so. thing yeah, yeah, and yeah because it was yeah and it was interesting because i did my my lord of the rings bit about how i watched the movie and how it accepts me because that's how my granddad died and then i did my bit about uh how i forgave myself when i caused a car accident and then I did a bit about my movies, watching them in reverse to make me happy. And then I did my ruminations bit with mm-hmm. like only the best ruminations I have, yep. like the funniest and most biting. And then at one point during my set, the lights actually cut completely right. and the disco ball turned on. Oh, wow. But not missing a beat because of improv. I was just like, straight away like, oh my God, just like in my dreams. Like, nice. <laughs> and like the audience loved that because really it was nice. present. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the lights turned off during my set and I was like, all right, well, I could address it, but I've only probably got 20 more seconds. So right. I was like, oh, I'm just going to do more of the bit. Right. But yeah, I, I came off and I was like, pro- I really should have addressed, addressed it. it. Yeah. It was so weird. It. Like all the lights just turned off and yeah. then to not comment on it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 someone stepped in the cord, and uh, I think I had the best joke when that happened. What's uh, that? <laughs> uh, no one heard it, but uh, I mean, someone probably heard it and they didn't laugh, just out of respect. But uh, you know, when the light turned back on and you weren't there, I yelled like, "Where's he gone? Where is he?" Uh, ha, 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 ha. And, uh, like yeah, at the end of thank you. See, the thing. that's funny. Can make stuff up in the spot. <laughs> you should run up on stage like in the stand-up music or whatever. It's like they're gone. I mean, there's uh, just jazz running over the Alps <laughs> all the way to Switzerland. I was just on. I was just on stage, like fuck. I hope they come back on. Uh. <laughs> I did not know what was happening. I thought. I thought they broke or something, or the power like surged. Yeah, I thought and the power had surged. Like, turned, yeah, it turned, it was just 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 tour being tour. Um, <laughs> oh, tour did it. Yeah, it was tour. Um, so here, I, I didn't want to bring a name up. But that's fine. <laughs> so I got a question for you. Yes. Uh, I was talking to. I won't, I won't say their name, but I was talking to an improviser slash stand up who now doesn't do improv anymore. Oh, uh, that's a shame. Well, he said to me that if he had it to do over, he he never would have done improv uh, really? because stand up is the focus, and he felt like improv took away. From the stand-up muscles, like he felt. Oh, really? Yeah, he felt. That's he felt like he was just uh, learning how to be a complete in a completely different mindset. And then once he sort of, uh, I think, just randomly stopped doing improv, he found that his his ability in stand-up increased. Really? So, do you think I should stop doing improv? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, Can you imagine stopping improv? Because I mean, like, uh, you should never have started. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's the thing that like, more comedians now, stand ups have come to us saying, like, oh, we want to try improv. No, certainly in the first scene, like, that's yeah. happened. And, like, uh, there was a period of time where I was like, oh, yeah, I want to do both of these things. Yeah. And it wasn't for that idea of, like, oh, learning how to be an improviser is going to be bad for stand up. Right. Uh, but it was more just like a time management thing where I was like, oh, I, I can't really do both right. of these things. But I, I don't know. I think it's, it's interesting. I think you have come into stand-up much stronger for 10 years of improv background than had you not had that. Yeah, it is Um, interesting because when I was younger, I wanted to do stand-up, but I never thought I could because I literally remember people speaking about it and always speaking about stand-ups as being so funny. Right. And like I, even now, struggle to be like, I'm funny, right? Like, am I funny? Like, Yeah, I had had this all weekend. Right? And that's the reality (laughs) of it because in stand-up, you've given such a small window to Mm -hmm. be funny and if it doesn't go well and you've only got two one spot a week or whatever. Yeah. You spend the rest of the week mulling over like, oh, I'm not yeah, funny, you, I'm not yeah, funny. Yeah, you're only as funny as your last gig. Correct. Yeah, And that's sure. why it's like very validating to win a competition because you were like, well, now people are going to be like, well, this Alexander guy's not just some... Because I've still been called an improviser. Right. But yeah, now people yeah. are going to be like, oh. <laughs> By the way, for those guys, for you guys who want to know what happened uh, during this weekend, uh, what you got to do is listen to the 30-minute uh, intro 
And uh, he'll mention a link to another podcast where he just, just does exclusively intros. <laughs> and, uh, in one of those episodes, he'll tell you how it is. I had a friend tell me, like, yeah, the podcast is good. I love minute intro, though. <laughs> well, fuck him. He sets it up nice. That was a like, great intro. It's like Mark Maron's podcast. He sets up the podcast by yeah, talking. Yeah, I, have, I, 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 drink, I drink my coffee. I yeah. shoot my pants. I advertise stamps.com. Yeah. It's a great <laughs> intro. I like it. Mm-hmm. 11 minutes for an intro. Like, come on. I'm going to do a 12 now. Oh, Out of spite. <laughs> yeah, just, just to fucking get... In. To stick in your craw. And cool. he'll put it in the uh, middle know, of the podcast, so when you try to skip to it, it'll already be there. Yeah, the podcast is just going to be my intro, like, back to front, like, six or seven times. Yeah. And then uh, one little sting where you're complaining about the intro. How about uh, you make, like, the opening like the opening sting, like, a part of your intro? How so? Like, like, uh, like your intro, you say something, something funny, hopefully. And, uh, and then you take that and use that as, like, the hopefully. beginning podcast bit. Like, you always add in. Yeah, it started off the sting as you laughing at your own joke. <laughs> so then it seems like it's part of the conversation. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, so anyway, this is my introduction. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, I'm going to do yeah. it this week. Do it. <laughs> so uh, I want to bring up a question. Um, you know, it hurts when I pee pee. <laughs> that's not true. But that's I, a, that's also that's not a, a question. That's a statement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my pee pee. Uh, yeah. I actually went for a piss just then, and uh, I like I've had, I've had one drink in me. Sometimes it's weird. Sometimes like it'll take one drink in me to get me like tipsy, uh-huh. and sometimes like I can just like drink all night. But uh, but like one drink, I grab my I grab my dick wrong while pissing. Uh, sorry for using like a dick, but uh, you know, see words are funny. Uh, for a different one, uh, anyway, and I grabbed it wrong, and like, I can feel like the pee underneath like build up so fast and like sting a little bit, and I. I realized like, at that point, like, if I kept holding on, like I would have done some irre- irreversible damage to my dick. Right. What's going on to me? <laughs> How tight do you hold your dick when you piss? That's the thing. Like it was just like it was just because like, my my nails got in there. You know what? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> so you pinched your dick like using the nails? Yeah, like, I grabbed like that accidentally. So uh, I'm I'm imagining that you're digging your nails up into your shaft to the point where it blocks it. Is that? Yeah, basically. You, like how angrily? I mean, that's what I'm thinking. But how I'm also angrily thinking, how the pissing? fuck can you do that? Why would you look? Worry. I mean, you've all seen me. I don't know my own strength. Yeah, <laughs> it's you? like a, it's like Goku. He doesn't know his strong he is. He just yeah. keeps getting stronger and stronger every day. It's a Does lot he? like Goku. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can I just ask? Was this was this the big subject you wanted to bring up on the podcast? Oh no, uh, the big subject is I want to talk about a gal gun. This uh, hentai game I bought, basically. Well, it's not really hentai. Uh, <sighs> all right, let's go back to the dick. Okay. Um... <laughs> Uh, Glenn Gogan's pretty good, right? Uh, the, yeah, like the, the minute or two I played seemed fine. Shooting yeah. schoolgirls with, uh, I'm not sure what it was, but then they seemed pretty happy to get shot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, so, wait, the schoolgirls were happy to get shot? Yeah, yeah, it's like a shooting game, but I, I don't think it's. And they go, <laughs> what was he shooting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, and then they. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> one sec, Jess, I'll start it up for you I'm as not well. Sure. Uh, what is he shooting? Is it just like affection or something? He's yeah, shooting affection. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they're so pleased. Uh, I'm not joking. Okay, so let me explain the story. Uh, he's been shot with Cupid's arrow, uh, but it was a very strong arrow. So every oh. girl in the whole school is in love with him. Oh, oh no! That's right. But he's got to shoot that's with the pheromone. Yeah, shot. Cupid's arrow makes you fall in love. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a fucking. It's a shitty game. Well, it's not shitty. It's actually pretty good. I fucking spent all night playing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Oh, boy, That's you know. why you can't piss properly, right? <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> Shut your filthy fucking mouth, Glenn. Sorry, Rory. <laughs> you piece of shit. Sorry, Rory. 
I let you play that game out of the loveness of my heart. I play that game on the train, by the way. I've never felt more uncomfortable. Right. Wait, wait. Time. So are the girls naked? Like, well, what's 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 why so would it make you uncomfortable about it? Uh, you know, uh, well, as soon as the game starts, you'll probably be able to uh, uh, piece it together. By the way, it's got long loading time, so I'm giving it a point off for that. This is my big review, by the way. Okay, cool. Oh, there One it is. point off. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, yeah, move shoe, uh, you know. Just just have a quick shot. And we'll, yeah, all right. We'll all right, right you guys talk. We'll yeah, press square to shoot. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, I mean, and you've been shot with Cuba Darrow, but you've got to find your true love, or else. Or else what? Or else everyone will start falling in love with you. Humans, dogs. Wow. Insects. So they'll oh, animals. And they'll like what all start approaching you like a zombie-esque yeah. thing. I don't know. I feel like it, yes. everyone who downloaded this game should be on a watch list. Like there's just Maybe it was created by the police to put people on a just, watch yeah, list. Yeah, newbile young girls uh, who are getting shot with my my jizz cannon, I guess. It's a pheromone shot, okay? Also, by the way, if you hold uh, the right trigger, uh, you can zoom in and see through their clothes and find out their uh, their bus sizes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Glenn's back to the game. Yeah, cool. yeah. Uh, uh, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I downloaded it because I was like, I've heard, about, I've heard about this game a lot. There's apparently some recent controversy because uh, they added DLC, so you just look straight through the girls' clothes like all the time. Don't even have to zoom. Yeah, basically. And I was like, I'm going to download this game because uh, I want something fun to talk about. Also, I'm a big fan of anime, uh, and I just want to like really ingrain in the podcast. Like, instead of being the worms guy, I want to be the weird anime guy. Yes. Well, why don't you just look at weird anime worms and just cover all the bases? You know, uh, well, I mean, for all my Fate Zero fans out there, you know, the <laughs> in Fate Zero, there's a thing called a sex worm, which is a worm shaped like a dick. And uh, is your is your dick shaped uh, like a worm? Is that why it's so so strange when you pee? Yeah. Also, when you cut it in half, uh, when you cut it in half, two dicks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, it sounds like Glenn's getting a high score. Uh, anyway, oh, Glenn. By the way, he's doing Frank, very well. Uh, anyway, uh, Glenn, if you plus triangle, uh... <laughs> <laughs> if you plus triangle, you'll molest one of the girls. Oh, actually, that's yeah. actually exactly what happens. Oh, Jesus no. Christ! You go into a special Doki Doki mode where uh, you and the girl spend some alone time together. You do not. You do. Oh, jeez. She cries, but she also cool looks happy. Yeah, it's yeah. Nice. I, got, I got Glenn to play because I want someone to back me up. It's a, it's an alright game, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. I give it a seven out of ten because the long load times and uh, you know. Also because it's a bit short. It and the girls look seven. Is it exclusive to this dead console? The handheld uh, PS Vita? Vita? No, it's on their PS3 as well. I'm pretty sure it might be on PS4 as well. If you got, if you're real serious gamers want to get on it, uh, it's on PS4 as well. Uh, <laughs> you know, you guys who just want to like, you know... The I need my schoolgirls in the highest possible resolution. Exactly. It's true. You know, uh, uh, hopefully they're, they're taking a PC soon so that you're just like, you know, boom, boom, boom. Who cares about any uh, low times? Uh, but it's cool. I'm going to play through it again and uh, fuck the demon girl. <laughs> demon girl. Yeah, because uh, we've all been there and a demon. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Keep up, Alexander. Sorry, up. I'm, just, I'm just I'm learning so much. Speaking <laughs> speaking of fucking a demon girl, uh, Glenn, how did you find uh, Southern Cross and the uh, and the naked woman who was paid to be there with a bunch of dudes? What? Um. Yeah, well, it was good. Context. Um, okay, so there was like a. Sorry, Glenn. Wait one sec. By the way, the game is Gal Gun Double Piece, the sequel to Gal Gun. I'm sorry. Uh, have you been paid by these people? <laughs> uh, no, uh, sixty dollars. I mean, hopefully, you know. Sixty dollars. Yeah, it's a video game, Alexander. You said it was really short. Well, I mean, there's multiple routes. There's multiple girls you can go through. There's multiple girls you can fuck. Yeah, there's multiple routes. Yeah, (laughs) you fuck you. Uh, I was gonna make make the funny joke, and people would have laughed. Fifty first jokes, not fifty good jokes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, so yeah, paid advertisement over. Uh, Glenn, wait, wait, sorry. Uh, it's available on Vita. On uh, it's on uh, PS4, uh, PS, uh, PS3, 
Uh, if you'd like, you can also buy the uh, prequel, uh, just Galgun. The prequel? Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's the second in the series. Uh, there's DLC available as well. Of uh, course. You can buy multiple costumes. You make embryos naked in the prequel. Oh, mm-hmm. like the Matrix. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, whoever made Galgun, I have no idea. Hit me up uh, on my Twitter. Uh, we'll talk about a sponsorship. <laughs> uh, me. Uh, Glenn, your turn. <laughs> All right, Glenn, t- tell us about uh, Southern Cross and the Naked Lady. So this is a gig you did, wasn't it? So yeah, we did... All right, Comedians so we, in a car or something? You yeah, all yeah, went Comedians down. in a car you getting coffee. coffee? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, so we, did, so we did this gig in Southern Cross, uh, which was uh, hooked up by uh, Cameron McLaren. So was you, Jess. Um, uh, yes, I mean, it was a bunch of us. But, um, yep. but yeah, so we went down to Southern Cross and uh, there was like a, a bunch of people had been committing suicide. Oh, and geez. yeah, and so they were like, "Hey, well, we sorry." Do when it. you say Southern Cross, is that uh, so? Southern Cross is like a country town, like oh, okay. mining, sort of that kind of thing, right? Uh, and uh, so this was organised as a way to kind of just yeah. So they, what, basically, they wanted everyone to c- get together and get some information about, like, you know, talk to people if you got problems. Okay, cool. Uh, and they thought, oh, you know, what we should get is some fucking comedians too. Yeah, they're mentally well adjusted. Sweet, nice. This will be. Wait, um, this sounds like they brought a bunch of like comedian detectives down to find out the mystery. Yeah, yeah, uh, the, yeah, like Twin Peaks. Yeah, the, 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, Jez, I know this is like all for charity and stuff or whatever, but like, isn't this there? Southern Cross the Bear. Oh, I guess. So yeah. anyway, uh, <laughs> D one yeah. jokes. So we, so we went. Yes, so we went out of this place. Um, they had their they had their like suicide prevention talk, and so the there was probably what hundred people, hundred twenty people. That's a big audience. Um, on, only dudes. Okay. Only dudes, uh, except for there was one woman there uh, who was uh, paid to be naked and semi-naked. Um, well, she was uh, technically, uh, I think, just a skimpy. She was oh, okay. skimpy, um, uh, and then later other things. So, um, but uh, yeah. So then uh, they had their suicide thing. Okay. The suicide show, and then like we took a break. <laughs> suicide show. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of people committed suicide. It was real cheered, worked so, and hollered. Oh, um, and then we took, like took a took a break, and we ate some free food and stuff. And then. Uh, and then, like, we did the comedy show uh, okay. after that. Uh, but the average age of the audience was 45, I'm going to say. Really? Yeah, a lot of, lot of very old, uh, alone gentlemen. Yeah. Um, which I guess was the target market for suicide prevention or whatever. But, um, yeah, I'm impressed when it comes to... I would expect to be a bunch of minors. Uh, That's not bad. Uh, but yeah, so it was it was a weird gig. It was a weird gig. But then afterwards, like, how did the comedy go? Good, Ooh. not great. Glenn went good. really well. You I were, liked it. Yeah, yeah. Glenn, Glenn had a great time. Um, you all just did five minutes. Um, mostly like yeah. like more or less like like of the sort of eight people that were on, two people did well. Oh, um, so not and great. the thing is, when like Glenn went on like second, when he came off, he was like, "Oh, like sorry guys." Yeah, and then like he watched the rest of the acts, and he was, and then he was the big dog <laughs> like, in town, where he was just like, "Yeah, I'm a fucking killer." But like, what what he got from them was also not been what he wanted quite a lot for uh, sure. Uh, so you know, yeah, yeah, no, but also like you were like like that was the thing of of the night. It was like became this sort of theme where the headliner Matt Stora yeah. like just ate a dick like for oh, a long time, yikes. and afterwards like. Matt kept bringing he hasn't up. bombed in a while. Well, Matt's very good. He's yeah. a very good comedian. He's like one of the one of the best people yeah. here. Um, but like his target market is like uh, women aged twenty two to twenty five. Right. You know, like like so, so this is way out of his thing. This was yeah. This is not the people for him. Right. Uh, like, so they they were drinking and then they took a break 
and then like, after the break, people were just kind of like interested. really tired, drunk, not, yeah. not listening to him. I mean, the one joke he had that included the word dick, like he had their attention for 15 seconds after that. Right. And then they were like, oh, there's no more dicks. And then uh, they just right. went back to chatting. Oh, um, that's not nice. But yeah, so afterwards he kept bringing up to Glenn how like, oh, the hierarchy is different now. Glenn's on top and no one respects me. And, like, oh, he actually got very upset, did he? W- well, a lot of us were pretty upset. Yeah. <laughs> like it was, it was a rough night. But then afterwards, like most of the people left and then uh, it was like some of these like volunteer fire fire brigade people and some like police uh, that were there and this the girl who was the skimpy yeah uh, then you know like put on uh, something of a show but it was just it was just like about 15 20 people in a room and just this one woman and also they made Nat Demena dance they made um, Nat Demena dance <laughs> yeah which I don't know it was weird watching a, a small young black boy dance for a bunch of white dudes in the country yeah, I don't know I guess something that about does, it felt, felt odd, wrong felt yeah, off. that does sound um, wrong it was arousing but it was still <laughs> weird um, but yeah so Glenn how, how did you enjoy the skimpy uh, very much I mean <laughs> <laughs> no she's good um, yeah so she was just like I, I, I come in the room a bit late like when because I didn't know she was like there to perform like no just like fully getting all of her clothes off oh. I, thought, I figured it was just like a she was just gonna wear the, topless way not topless but like this the the fucking, like bra and panties sort of thing right, like right. she was doing at the bar <clears throat> and then i come in and they were having like a bit of a dirty joke competition ah. and so i come in and i just fucking they're just like oh yeah glenn do you think ah. i'm like oh, all right so i just did my bit didn't even notice there's this naked chick just like <laughs> sitting over there and i yeah. sit down i'm just like oh all right and then it was just like <laughs> Like a U shape of of dudes, just sitting around, and this one naked chick just sitting there, but not like it was. It was just weird. It was, it was really well. That's the thing. Like, like it was. A, it was a U shape, like, as if like there was like a performance space in the yes. middle. But then the girl was not in the space. Right. She, she was just, just, just like off to the side, just chilling out. Uh, and so it was just like a bunch of dudes like sort of staring at nothing. Being like, oh, I really. It's like, oh, hope, I hope nice. this girl's gonna do more things, but right. I know to ask her. It was very uncomfortable. Yeah, and there was a, huh. a lot of people, kind of, a lot of dudes, just talking to each other and on their phones and stuff. Huh. And this naked girl just like on her own phone because it's like, all right, all well, right, I'll well. just get people drinks, I guess, and then I'll yeah. just sit on my phone. And I just thought that was really funny. That is kind like, of funny. It was really like all. The, it just seemed to me like it was a bunch of dudes. That were just like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna get yeah. some naked chicks. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's and then they go great. and they're like, and then there's this naked right. chick. They're like, oh, it was just too much. It was <laughs> too much <laughs> for them. It's, it, yeah. Oh, she was just naked. Oh. Oh. Nobody said she wouldn't be wearing clothes. <laughs> <laughs> but there was, yeah, there was, so I, 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 I left and like a bunch of the comics, like we all went, went back to the room and like I was doing my Jedi flip and like it was Jedi flip. Uh, like uh, it was like MDMA and mushrooms and oh, like, LSD. Okay. Uh, so doing my Jedi flip. Uh, but like, so I, I left and like. It, I always find like uh, like strippers and stripper parties like a little bit weird and uncomfortable. Like I don't think there's anything wrong from anyone in particular's no. perspective, but then the whole dynamic together just feels gross to me. Right. Uh, and like I used to be a stripper driver, like I used to drive uh, strippers around like as a yeah. job. Um, and like seeing all the sides of it and sort of how much some of the girls really don't enjoy what they're doing, but you just pay so well that you do it anyway. Right. And I think that's true of a lot of jobs, yes. you know, like fucking mining as well. Like, like right, a lot right. of that, it's not fun, but you get paid really well. Like, and that's, and you do it because you need money. Um, but so it always makes me a little bit uncomfortable, uncomfortable. uh, even though for sure some of the girls love that job yeah, yeah of and course. some of them just do it because it's just so well paid and yeah. they, they're not having fun. But, um, so for me, like I left. Uh, but then Glenn came back at one point. And he's just like, "Oh, there's just there's just two dudes left." 
and and they're just getting lap dances and then as soon as one gets up the other one jumps down and goes ah it's my turn and like the idea that the end of her night was just constantly giving lap dances to one guy and then the other guy and then the first guy again uh, until I guess they ran out of money. Yeah. That, for me, feels gross, too. But Glenn, when he came back and he said this stuff was happening, he was just elated. He was just like, yeah, it's uh, fucking right. lap dances, bro. Right, right, right. And, like, something about, like, his pure enjoyment of it almost made it, n- like, wholesome yeah. for me. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I did go back specifically because I left my bag there. Oh, of I course. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Bag. Uh, but, yeah, I got a lap dance. Um, actually, <laughs> one of the dudes, like, because I don't know who ended up paying her to stay, but, like, um, I did some jokes like some whatever in my set and this dude really liked my jokes about this, this strip club and so he, he specifically told her to dress up like in a fireman's uniform and do like a strip lap dance thing for she me and he was just like yeah oh. this is because I liked your joke and I was just like oh comedy's finally paying off <laughs> <laughs> you made it buddy so you really were the so, hero of that night yeah, cool. <laughs> wait yeah, so that was a bit fun so their, their thing, it was a fun trip no. so their thing to give you a reward is to make her dress up like them by the way, the guys there were volunteer firefighters and police people, apparently. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a part of the story Glenn told me uh, last time he told me it. Was so this the first time they've ever done this, to organize, to have comics? Uh, I think so. That's the first time like that group has done it, yeah. yeah. Um, well, this is the thing. We all felt quite shitty about it. <laughs> like, like, we, we were kind of like, oh, like man, like, we, did, delivered. we did a bad job and oh. all that kind of stuff. Um, you were all, but you weren't paid. We were. Oh, you were paid. We were. Oh, yeah, okay. they, I mean, they paid a bunch of money for it. Oh, um, so then you feel a bit more the, obligated. Well, that's the thing. Like, like I think uh, for pretty much all of us, but certainly for most of us, like, it's the first time we've gone, like, proper regional. Like, I've done Geraldton before and, like, yes. Glenn's done Geraldton before. That was amazing. We did it recently. Oh, I mean, improv did you have a good time? Yeah, it's super good. sweet. Like, Com- the audience The Comedy Emporium. Audience area is incredible. Lovely. Um, but this was like proper regional, proper country town. Right. Where like now I know they just want dirty stuff. I can't bring up any drugs. Um, that's like none of this is in their experience or whatever. There was stuff that I talked about briefly, which is in their experience, which is like I had some references to meth. Yeah. And I was like, but- oh, it's going to go well sm- like, yeah, like, meth happens a bunch. Uh, turns out somebody had died from meth. Oh, uh, like days beforehand, and like everyone knew them. People <laughs> so start crying when you're doing this. So, yeah, yeah. Wait, what's and wrong then, with you all? Then there were some suicides, of course. Uh, uh, but what's that? Was he there? Uh, no, he was the dead. Rory. He was dead. Yeah, he's a dead guy. Oh fuck. I <laughs> know, <laughs> oh, but yeah. So they did not land at so all. So none of you had um, ever done it before, and would have kind of could have told everyone else, like guys, when you well, go to the country gigs, we or, hadn't done that before. So all eight of you had never. And also, this gig followed a fucking presentation. It followed a presentation right. of suicide, suicide, which is not ideal. That yeah, who organised this event? You would have think they would have switched it up. But that's the thing. Well, like, well, we were there only to make the suicide thing happen. I mean, to make suicide not <laughs> to happen. To make the suicide happen. We were there to stop suicide. <laughs> and um, yet, you just by, instead of killing on stage, you We all, died. You suicided. Yeah. We all died. But you killed I yourself. have also, I've done another corporate before where I, I got there. I don't really know what was going on. They were just like, oh, I'm doing a corporate, come along. And they gave me a spot. I wasn't, when I, when they finally gave me the spot, they, I wasn't even booked for it. They were just like, he's going to be on. They're like, all right. And then it was after, it was again, it was after a fucking suicide prevention thing to a bunch of old people in a oh conference dear. room. And I was just like, oh, my stuff is really depressing. Yeah. Well, looks like I'm going to fucking do it. it. And it just plowed through it. And I was just like, oh. How did it go? Uh, that time. It wasn't, it was. So what is that then? Is below that average. People who do the booking don't 
research into the idea, like they don't really know. They just assume well, that all comics are going to do well, this happy material. Thing. I think a lot of corporates, like um, people is. don't know even what general stand-up is, you know? Like, they just kind of go like, oh, Comedy. I don't know. Like, yeah, you guys bring jokes and fucking do, Zizzle, your, do your Carl Barron shit or, right. or, you know, whatever. Um, but I think uh, in, in many cases, like, people just are not educated about comedy. In this particular case, like, we tr- we certainly avoided some pitfalls on the night. Right. Um, like, Cameron, who was there, like, they were like, all right, so what we're going to do uh, is uh, we'll get, like, three or four comedians up and then uh, we're going to do this suicide prevention talk and then we'll have the rest of the comedians after and Cameron's like, no, that's not how this is going to go. Like, okay. But I mean, the way he framed it to the guy is like, oh, you want to do such and such. But yeah. like, he was like, no, no, like what? They said was like, we're going to have dinner as well. It's like, yeah. no, do your suicide talk at the beginning, then we'll have dinner and a break and like this right. separation yes. and then we'll have a comedy show afterwards. So right. like, it could have certainly been worse. Yeah, that does make more sense when it's um, phrased like that. Yeah, for sure. And so like, so that got avoided. But I think the main thing was like material and appropriateness of material. Yes, that's what I'm... Because we just didn't realise the crowd was going to be that old. Um, but they knew like who was going to be in the crowd when they booked you. They guys. did, they did. But then we talked to them afterwards. They were happy. Uh, they were happy surprisingly enough. That you knew uh, and they were like, "Yeah, we should do it again." And next time we do this, we're going to try and get a lot of the younger people who are in this community who just, I guess, didn't Want know to. about it or want to come. Like, we're going to get them out, and these will be better shows and stuff. So, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's all right. I, don't know, I got paid money, but. Uh, and that's always nice. I really... It's one of those things where I'm just like, oh, I know I'm going to get paid money and I need money, but maybe keep the money, bro. Like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel weird about getting paid for a gig where I know I underperformed or I didn't do the right thing. But that's very noble, I guess. No, I still am taking the money. Oh, okay. Well. I just feel that way. Oh. But I'm broke. <laughs> I'm broke, motherfucker. I uh, need monies. <laughs> Company's got to start paying then, Jess. Yeah. But well, tonight was a big night for Jest, which is good. I guess it really... Yeah, it's necessary. Yeah, so yeah, it solidifies sure. that again, which is nice. Because it yeah, just shows yeah. that all the comics turned up to perform again. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, so I, think people, be, yeah, I think people like the room. It's just, you know, promoting so. is always going to be tough. Yeah. 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 But it was fun. It was uh, definitely our worst 51st Jokes audience, yeah. though. Yeah. yeah. Why is that rest? Apparently, this fucker's never had a NASA before. Never had a NASA. Oh, what's the moon? Fuck him. Ooh. Sorry, I I don't like crowds. I just think we can do without them, you know? Do stand up without crowds? Yeah. It's like a comedy about borders. There was a comedian who did her stand up special, wasn't it? Maria Bamford. Maria Bamford. Did it to her parents. Yeah. Awesome special. There you go. And yeah, and Manfred recorded an album with no audience as well. Did he? But refuses to release it. Ah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I think Manfred has about three albums like on the back burner that he's not put out. He released one, one thing of sketches. Gold. I remember. Uh, he, albums. Like everyone knows about the Dice Clay album where like uh, he recorded. The Day the Laughter Died. Uh, the day I don't know the laughter. name of it, but I mean, I guess. That's the name. Know. Okay. Well, I mean, like, yeah, I'm about to say, I guess you know about it, you know? I guess everyone else knows about it, you know, how Alexander. Uh, how, how Alexander Clay uh, <laughs> uh, recorded an album that killed just oh and then went to like a like a local comedy club or something and did like his set again and just fucking bombed oh no and like recorded both those albums apparently to so show he, the well no he, so alright so he he did Madison Square Garden for the first time a comedian's ever done it oh wow and then the next night he went to a comedy club and deliberately bombed with like the he, same material No not no. the same material He went and deliberately ate shit Like he went in And to he said Right I just I just, I just well, he's, he's like I just did Madison Square Garden Now what I'm gonna do Is uh, I'm gonna walk An entire room And just cause Fuck it 
and uh, I think I think just to be like, oh, may- maybe that you know I don't want to like be too high on myself, or maybe that he was just like, no, I want to see if I can do the full spectrum or whatever. Chris so, Rock said that though. He goes, "You stop being funny when you stop taking the bus." Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, you got to you got to like live a life. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So then here, so it's an album called "The Day the Laughter Died," and it's recorded at the Comedy Store in the LA. And uh, yeah, like you can hear the crowd like not enjoying it. Wow. You can hear the crowd leaving. You can hear people heckling. Oh. And he's and like he doesn't end up succeeding because there are a few people left at the end. Uh, but he's trying to get to everybody to leave. to leave. The thing is, if you listen to Andrew Dice Clay's stuff now, like you would leave a room. Yeah, the stuff that kills because fuck man, that's not good. It's just like comedy's so different now, and even for the time, it was. What do you mean when you say comedy's different now? Do you think it's edgier? Do you think it's more relevant? Do Here's you think the thing: it's I, political. I, what is it? Men I, and women walk the same way now. That's how, <laughs> how far we've come. Then we've come a long way. Yeah. But even tonight, but those trans people, I don't know how they walk. Performers. Three, sorry, uh, three. Was there three? Uh, three might have been more. Uh, four, Tor, Alicia, Mel, Camilla. Four or five. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, like, like his sh- like shtick back then was just to be crazily offensive, and no one had ever heard that before. Right now, you can hear it massively well, offensive thing, like, stuff at any open mic anywhere. And so many of the acts felt very similar to each other. Yeah, yeah, they were doing the same. Everyone's talking about, oh, my girlfriend this, my girlfriend that. That guy was describing anal sex in detail. That guy, yeah. what was that? <laughs> That was crazy. That's comedy. Yeah, I, well, I guess that's, that's comedy in open 2016. Mic comedy. It sure was graphic, <laughs> sexual, <laughs> sexist, racist. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, correct. Thirty years ago, yeah, he could have pl- sold out so Madison edgy. Square Garden. Yeah, yeah, right. So, yeah. what is edgy now? Is what? How much further can you go? This is the thing. I don't think through offense you can, you can push actually, any boundaries true. anymore. Yes. Like that's all been done. Like the boundaries now are going more personal, but even that's kind of been done. Yeah. Um, but I guess more like distinct and unique. And it's, it's more like, like, can you do something that hasn't been done before? Right. That's the only boundary worth pushing. And, and I guess that's a broad tent. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, like, I mean, like, we were talking about, like, with your competition and stuff. Like, yeah. the fact that you were dissimilar from other people is yeah. what... I mean, I'm sure it was very funny anyway, but, yeah. like, that's what made the audience go, like, well, that's something worth listening to. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it was a difficult room. In that case, it's a pub, mm-hmm. and everyone's, like, eating, and there were people talking out the back. But yeah, it did sure. feel like, in my set, that people were paying attention, which was nice. I mean, you won, so I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> at, least, at least the judges were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was good. So I'm looking very much forward to my first spot at the Charles. Oh, yeah, when is that? I don't know. That's exciting. They said they'll let you know. I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah you so, may have to follow up. Yeah, apparently you always have to follow up when it comes is to Prince Charles going to be there? Yes, yes, he is. Oh, nice. We've, mm-hmm. uh, I've, heard a few, I've heard a few stories about him. The same one twice. Good for you, Rory. <laughs> <laughs> It's like you've heard a lot of stories. Yeah, uh, there was this one. Uh, well, I mean, do you want to hear another story? No, I um, no, I want to hear one. I want to hear one. I want to hear the story. It's not okay. set in a theater again, is it? No. Okay. There I was on Broadway. Oh God. It's different. Back then, it was nothing but broads, and they had their way. <laughs> I was a I was a small time detective. There I was, my badge, my gun. The badge was just a name badge. I wasn't really... I was just a regular, like a, like a PI. A private investigator? Huh? A private oh, fuck, investigator. That's what it means. Yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a, I mean, it wasn't... I was, like I said, I was small time. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't afford the whole, the whole sign. I could only afford the P, the I, and uh, 
That's all you really need. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, you know, didn't get a lot of cases. But one time, this dame came in with legs. Uh, <laughs> with legs to what? Well, well let me tell you. Uh, these legs, they are as long as uh, a Netflix binge. <laughs> I'm, keeping a, I'm keeping it relevant. This is uh, <laughs> well, guys, my, new, uh, my new material. Uh, and uh, she said, Rory. I don't know how she knew my name because once again, all I could afford on the sign was P and I. I could have like had an eye drawn on there. That would have been good, like an actual like an eyeball. Yeah, yeah, I got and, it. And peeing, but like holding a dick too tight. Yeah, or I could have been a P with an I in the middle of it. Hmm. Mm. Or Calvin peeing on Hobbs. That's always a fun picture. Yeah, yeah, it could have been like Calvin peeing on an eye. Yes. And then uh, you know, everyone have been like, that guy's pretty good. Man, that guy didn't like he never drew that. And that's like everyone. That's what everyone knows about Calvin and Hobbes. That's fucking. That's so sad. It is sad. Yeah. Anyway, uh, she was like, uh, "I'm the I'm the landlord." And I was like, "Landlord? Don't you mean a uh, landlady?" And she was like, "Well, I don't really. It's not an official term. I just own the building. I don't know why you're being such a stickler for the details." And I was like, "You're right." And uh, turns out I had to pay my rent. Hmm. Yeah. Very interesting true story. Yeah. I was really hoping we could like end the podcast on that, but and then uh, I pulled out my gun. Oh, and oh, oh. To be my mom. oh, that was terrible. Yeah. What a weak fucking ending for a podcast that was. That was an awful. Awful, awful ending to a solidly okay podcast, I want to say. Um, thanks for listening. Anyway, thanks thanks for tuning in. Uh, guys, that's, that's, the, that's the episode. That's the week. Um, sorry it's a day, la- a day late again. I, I thought about just being like, okay, now we release on Tuesdays, but I feel like if I say Tuesday, it's going to be out Wednesday. Like, I just need to get my shit together. And uh, historically, uh, me saying that will not... Uh, make it happen uh, but uh you know maybe 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 this will be the the exception uh that proves the rule uh, that's that's a, not a phrase that's going to help me um anyway fuck it uh guys uh thanks so much for listening in uh my name is jez watts uh, this has been brief interviews with hideous men you are making a bad decision as to how to use your free time in listening to the podcast. Uh, but we do have a really cool and funny episode coming up. If Nick Mara will let me release it, because now we're going back and forth as to whether, like, he's he's worried about his career, potentially, like, as a lawyer. And I, I try to tell him, Nick, you don't have a career. Like, like it's all about dick jokes, and that's all it's ever going to be about. And he was like, ah, maybe, maybe not. Uh, but it is a pretty fun if... Um, a little bit uh, sort of eclectic episode, uh, and and man, Nick Nick is a Nick has got is just a wealth of stories of being a terrible person. I I love him. That guy's great. Um, you probably shouldn't like him. Like like that's probably a a warning sign if you like Nick Mara as a person. But uh, oh, I can't get enough of that guy. He's great. Uh, anyway, so hopefully that will be the episode next week, uh, or possibly uh, it'll not be. We'll find out. Um, yeah, cool. That's it. Um, gonna play a song at the end. Uh, cause you know, I've been touring. 
and I couldn't think of any other songs to put on. Uh, so uh, here is a song uh, by the Ramones called Turin. I like both of those things. I'm going to be in Sydney next week. I'm going to be back to Perth the week afterwards. Oh, and uh, you know what? If you're looking for new comics, there's this chick I saw last night, hilarious, uh, Ree Downs, uh, R-H-I uh, Downs as in, oh, Ree Down, Ree Down as in like down as in low. Uh, fucking follow her on social media, man. Like, she is really, really funny. Uh, all right, anyway, uh, that's the week. Thanks so much. I'm out. Uh, keep it fucking keep it keep it keep it close keep it keep it killer keep it <sighs> just 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 fucking keep it. Let's go, 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 let's go